Radio Drone. All right, it's our 56th episode of Radio Drone. Now, Jared, do you remember when I gave the new Valentine's Day Adam and Eve materials last week? I I I, I remember you giving them. I just don't. He remember just doesn't remember receiving. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but Jared, I always thought you were you remembered all the things you received. <laughs> well, um, in, the case of, in the case of AdamandEve.com, it's better to give than to receive. I, I'm still appreciative of that fan that sent me those DVDs. I mean, that that was cool. I don't remember it, so I I will definitely gimp it up if you make uh, if you let me do it. All right, then then I'm going to say pay attention. I'm going to make okay. you do it next week, okay? Oh, okay. okay. So you pay attention, and I'll make you do it next week. And Brad, you can't harass him. Uh, oh, if, I can't, if I can't harass my coworkers. <laughs> so, okay. If you, being in this business. <laughs> if you go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME. Through Valentine's Day, you'll get a free romance kit on top of or along with or behind or inside, depending on whatever other products you're buying, that will include 50% off of a single item. It'll include free shipping, and the romance kit will have a toy for him, a special massager for her, code for vibrator, and a little something you'll both enjoy, which, you know, is a little mystery gift, and a free adult DVD to, quote, put you in the mood. So go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME. Now, Jared. It's the special anniversary of Super Horneo Brothers. Oh, boy. <laughs> that needs a DVD release, damn it. They act, it is on DVD. Is it? All the copies I've seen Actually, are really bad VHS dubs. Me and my girlfriend went to uh, a shop. Sure, you have a girlfriend. Sure, you do. <laughs> a likely story, Dane. Shut up, Baldy. Anyway. We Dane, Dane and- th- th- those life size anime dolls don't qualify as girlfriends legally, I don't think. I'll have to get no, back no. Le- legally, they do. They do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, Brad's looked this up. I was gonna say Brad knows this a little too well, apparently. Oh, you you have no idea what kind of information I get in the comments section. <laughs> well, anyway, to make a long story short, just on a lark, I asked the guy at the counter, "Oh, do you guys have Super Horneo Brothers on DVD?" No, man, but we can order it for you. It's brand new. <laughs> I was like, "No, thank you." So he was just going to take your money and go home and burn it onto a disc. <laughs> yeah, there probably. you go. Hot bet off you, I bet that's exactly what he was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have done. Super Horneo Brothers. Uh, now, there's there's a there's a movie that really missed the mark. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a porn. So do I, you think I, they I were trying real hard, Jared? I, sh- I was going to say I shouldn't expect much out of them. A dead ringer for Mario, and you cast him as Luigi. It's like no, he was cast as he was cast as Mario. He was the he was the Mario equivalent in that movie. What they did wrong was they just like kind of switched around the names a oh. little bit because he was still wearing the red and everything. Oh. He, he obviously was supposed to be the Mario in that, but they called him Squeegee and they called the other one Orneo. Oh. It was just like a reversal of name, a, a, a stupid reversal of names that they did. All I can say is. Super Horneo Brothers was robbed of the best cinematography Oscar. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask, Brad, I think you said you were a fan of the Karen Sisko TV series, right? Yeah, I liked that show. Me too. Do any of you guys watch Justified? 
I saw the first. I saw the first. I saw the pilot. Uh, that's the one with uh, Timothy Oliphant. Right. Well, you might want to watch. As we're recording this next week's episode, as people are hearing this last week's episode, Karen Sisko is going to show up on Justified, played again by Carla Gugino. Oh, really? Yep. Play- oh, that's cool. But she's technically not Karen Sisko because Karen Sisko, the TV show, is owned by Universal. They own the rights to the character. So is this like in the '80s when James, when George Lazenby played James Bond and stuff, but they had to like mute out his name? No, 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 no. This that they're actually explaining it in the story. Her name is now Karen Goodall, and they mention that's her married name. So it's the same character with the same history, played by the same actress, and they just get around it by having her married between the end of her show and her appearance on Justified. It's a way around that. <laughs> so I, I I knew you said you were a Carla Gugino fan, so I wanted to tell you that, Brad, that you might want to watch Justified this week because I'm a huge Karen Sisko fan, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Carla Gugino play her I'll again. Watch, yeah, I'll watch that. That sounds fun. I haven't been this excited since Manimal was on Nightman. I'm sorry about that shift uh, that shift change right there that, that just happened. I thought that we were saying that Karen Sisko was like, the producer or director of the Super Mario Brothers um, <laughs> uh, show. You know, why did you say you were a big fan of the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers show? I am a huge fan of the producer of Super Horneo Brothers. <laughs> Jared has a life-size cutout of Captain Lou Albano in his room. <laughs> so, so I, I apologize. I have not seen. Uh, I do not know. You're the only person who got Carrot Cisco confused with Buck Adams. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or Ron Jeremy. No, no, no. I thought we were talking about the Super Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. This, you know the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You, I you thought, thought the name of that show was Karen Cisco. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Who is on first base? <laughs> yes. What? No, what plays second? Who is on first base? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm telling you. Jared, th- that time we did the Adam and Eve promo on WTF and we did the who's on first, that was pretty witty. I, I liked that. Dane did. I, Dane did- I, I love that Abbott and Costello um, uh, bit. There's, I mean, it, it's just one of the best bits of all time. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, dude, that's, that's not Abbott. That's from Key and Peele. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was from Animaniacs. Right. <laughs> Skippy, what's the name of the band on stage? No, Aunt Slappy, this is who. <laughs> no, who is the band? Who is the band? <laughs> no, the That's band's not here. Don't start with me. Dane, if I hear you clacking keys one more time, I'm hanging up on you and sending you a virus. You can go an hour without typing. You're, you're the one who's always complaining, oh, don't talk during the intro, and look who talked during the intro, you. I always cover that up. I turn all I turned all our mics off, you freak. Nobody heard that. Well, that sucks. That would have been the best part of the show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it would have been the most interesting. Homo! Chronic! <laughs> See, I, I actually, I, I got some complaints once. The very, when, Brad, remember when you got sick from Mr. Egg Roll? Yeah, and I remember for, that. I remember that fondly. And uh, when 42nd Street Pete filled in, during the intro, and I didn't know he was going to do this, he started lighting up a bong. For real. He didn't fake it. So I, I got a message from one of our listeners going, oh, that was a bong. I thought my goddamn speakers were melting. 
42nd Street Pete was wrong. Your speakers. <laughs> remember when? Uh, remember when we first started this show and I was still I was still smoking. Yes. I smoked during the show. <laughs> you could always hear there was something in your mouth. Hello and welcome to Radio Drum. I am Brad Jones. Well, all right. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you guys. I got a huge lot of VHS tapes in the mail today, Brad. I've seen City of the Living Dead. I've never seen the American cut Gates of Hell, but I just got a big box of box of Gates to Gates of Hell. Is there oh, any nice. is there any difference between the two movies, or is it just a different title for Gates of Hell I, versus I, City? I honestly don't know because I'm like you. I've I I I'm like you. I've only seen the uh, I've only seen the City of the Living Dead cut. Okay. Uh, is that the movie where the, the the dwarf plays the little boy? No, that's a that that's a burial ground. Uh, yes. No, uh, Gates of Hell slash City of the Living Dead is the one with the maggot storm and yeah. the bleeding eyes and the woman that pukes her all her own guts up and the Giovanni the Lombardo Radice gets a drill drill through his head. head. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool flick, but I just I didn't know if it was just an alternate title or if it was an actual different cut of the foot film. I, I couldn't tell you. And even some cases where I have seen like the other cut, like I saw the first time I saw what's Nightmare City, it was under City of the Walking Dead. But uh, uh, around when I was first watching a lot of stuff like that at the video store, I, I, I couldn't tell you what the difference was between the two of them because it had been so long since I had seen the other cut. See, I don't think I've ever seen Nightmare City, but I've seen City of the, Wa- the Walking Dead cut. I've got that yeah. on one of those like 50-cent Walgreen DVDs. Oh, there you go. Nice. So it's a really old, beat-up VH, obviously off of VHS print. It's all washed out. It's exactly yeah. the way I like it. Have any of you guys ever seen the Tom Skerritt movie, Fighting Back? I think I've seen that. Oh, is that the, Reven- the Reve- Revenge one? Yeah, it, it's basically Tom Skerritt plays Death Wish. Yeah, I have yeah. seen that. I saw that years ago. Okay, I just, I, I, to my knowledge, that's not on DVD at all, but I picked it up on Beta from a Goodwill. Yeah. And I had forgotten about the one scene in that movie that disturbed the crap out of me. So the tape I, I got is not rewound. I pop it in the beta player, and guess what scene it was stopped at? That scene? The one scene that creeped me out where uh, some muggers go up to his mom, and you know she's like old lady in her 80s, and she's got like this huge ring on, and they just take like a pruning shears and cut her finger off in close-up to get the ring. And that just always creeped the hell out of me. Well, now those rings are very hard to get off. <laughs> just take the whole <laughs> finger, apparently. They didn't, they didn't have any soap available, so it's like... That's why I'm planning on staying with my wife. I don't want to have to take this off. It's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> well, you, you do realize in the divorce settlement, then uh, all the chats you were on on the mental cast are going to come back to haunt you, right? <laughs> uh, Mr. Jones, we have here Exhibit A... I want to pound Jake's expletive. <laughs> I openly admit the stupid crap I do. I don't care. <laughs> That's the worst thing that comes out in the divorce. Really <laughs> There's also the bill for the car wash that you did not do after you pied Jillian in the face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, I told her I cleaned the car. I just didn't say when. <laughs> you, you crafty son of a gun, you. <laughs> well, because uh, on top of all the the VHSs I got, I, I picked up some other betas. I picked up Uncommon Valor, a movie I haven't seen since I was a kid, and I, I remember liking Uncommon Valor. 
picked up Vigilante, the uh, William Lustig movie. That's one oh. I've never seen. Oh, that's that's a good one. I just the cover throws me. It's called Vigilante single, and it's got like nine guys posing on the cover. Okay, <laughs> I thought okay that which that, one of these guys is the vigilante? <laughs> yeah, or is that the or is, or is those the bad guys that the vigilante's going after? <laughs> and then I got Armed Response with David Carradine and Lee Van Cleef. Mm-hmm. I I got just picked those up on Beta, and then a movie I I can't believe I've never seen. Have you ever seen Fertile Lance, Brad? No, I never saw that. How about you, Dane? What's it called? Fur de Lance. F E R dash D E dash L A N C E. Nineteen seventy four starring Nope, it's not French. French is French porn. How about you, Jared? Have you seen it? No. Right on. (laughs) Including me though. (laughs) I knew he hadn't, that's why I didn't even try to include him. It wasn't a rudeness thing. I just already knew the answer. This is from ni- made in seven nineteen seventy four. It is snakes on a World War Two submarine. The Nazis release. I am tired of these motherfucking snakes on this World War Two submarine. <laughs> no, the sum t- the subtitle is "Terror Snakes: The Trapped Crew of a Crippled Sub." <laughs> the, the The Nazis actually release rattlesnakes on a crippled U.S. submarine in nineteen seventy four. So snakes on a plane was not that original. Watching Gestapo's last orgy is not the most preposterous thing I can think of in a Nazi movie. It's not, it's not like it's so low, 120 days of Sodom, please. <laughs> oh. I'd rather snakes than what happened in that movie. The movie needed snakes. Lord knows what the hell they would have done with them. <laughs> well, th- 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 they probably they probably would have moved on to History of the World Part 1 area. And what do they do to escape slaves? They shove a living snake up your ass. No, but that's very creative. Oh I don't know what you guys are talking about. Salo's a comedy. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Ethiopia, 125th Street. <laughs> I think I've got a, a, a I think I've got a, a, a segment, or or at least I don't know a reoccurring segment, but at least I I, I want to do this this time. Okay. Andrew, oh, Andrew, your email. Uh, I want to read a I want to read a couple of excerpts from my Facebook wall because uh, th- these these are actually really funny. Coming to the party this weekend, <laughs> and then I said yes. <laughs> That's a great story. Jared, you those... left your underwear in the apartment again. <laughs> Jared, you left your underwear in my apartment. <laughs> now, if you're going to go to my Facebook page and and look at these, just remember that these uh, this is a week in the past, so you you won't be able to see them. This one guy, I'll, I'll, should, should I mention names or no? Sure. Yeah, well, why not? If they're messaging us and they know we've got a radio show, they got to know they're going to be called out if they do something stupid. Well, all right. A- Adam Quinneville said, asks, is it gay to be almost angry slash bored listening to a porn star for five minutes while waiting for radio drama? <laughs> yes, it is totally gay. When it's a, when it's a gay porn star. Yeah, I was just about to say they didn't say the sex of the porn star. <laughs> and, and now Charles Dawson said, "Listening to the new radio drum, I can see Brad and the other guy can like the old He-Man cartoon." Like Brad and that other guy. I guess, I guess I'm just the other guy, huh? Brad and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. <laughs> but how can anyone like the old Thundercats better than the new one? The old one was slow and boring, and the new 
uh, the new one is action packed and actually makes you care about the characters. Um, and he, no, it's not. He thinks the uh, um, newer remakes of Thundercats and He Man are superior. So I'm going to guess he's under 25. Ah, good question. He's Let's... 12 years old. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> on Facebook, young man. Let's see. He's yeah. Seven... He's, he's exactly 25. Oh. <laughs> is he? He is. Yeah, he's exactly 25 or 20, 24 actually. So, so then, yeah, he did not grow up with the He-Man and Thundercats the way Brad and I did. Ah, or me. If you grew up with the old versions, I think you tend to prefer those. And let's face it, the new Thundercats is just crap. It's just Jap animation crap. And yes, I'm going on record with that. I can't exactly. This is the other guy saying that, so if you want to confuse me, you oh, can call me Jared other, and I'll be fine. The other guy hates something again. <laughs> I actually got an email, Brad. I, I, well, I'll tell you guys after Jared finishes. I don't want to take his thunder. Well, well that's, that's basically it. That, that's, okay. Um, that's, uh, that's all I got. Well, I got an email, and in all seriousness, I have a feeling, Brad, you, I have a feeling you will come down on my side on this one. The guy said, you seem to always be so nostalgic about everything from the 70s and 80s and hate everything from the 90s and up, but don't you realize that the 70s and 80s were not all good? And I said, yeah, there's plenty of 70s and 80s things that I hated. I just don't feel any need to talk about them. It was yeah, almost yeah. it was almost like we there's just there's the perception that I hate everything unless it's from the seventies and eighties. Well, they had their big share of garbage too. But a lot was good garbage. <laughs> I mean, some of it garbage. some of it, of course, was pure trash. But I mean, there was some good gar- garbage back then. The hell, there's some good garbage now. The happening. But like, airs attacking us. Run. <laughs> Um, but I don't think we've, I don't think we've ever said that everything from the seventies and eighties was good. We just <laughs> tend to like that era better, but that's not necessarily saying that that's not necessarily us saying that everything back then was good. And, and well, I don't think everything now is bad, but that's, I obviously can't speak for you on that. <laughs> well, and I'll bet it also doesn't help whenever you rip on Josh. Uh, you're like, oh, whatever. It's uh, it's bef- it's after 1995. So it's playful. It's playful. Well, yeah, I know Brad's it's joking. Playful ribbing about something that's true. <laughs> I can put my uh, two cents into the matter. You only get one and a half cents. Go. If it was 70s and 80s, at least it still had camp value. Some when something was bad in the 90s, it was just plain bad. There was no camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could say yeah. that about a lot of stuff nowadays, because, uh, I mean, yeah, there's 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 a lot, there is a whole, just a lot of junk now, but there's a lot of junk back then too. But I don't know, <laughs> I tended to, I tended to like a lot more of the junk back then. Well, and then this one, again, this is Brad and I have not talked about this prior to this, but I know he's going to come down on my side on this one. The same person also said he asked, in, you know, in a very respectful manner why I prefer porn stars from the 70s and 80s over porn stars of the 90s and 2000s. And uh, there was just one word, tact. (laughs) Talent. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they actually seem to be enjoying the sex back then. Nowadays, they seem to be acting that they are enjoying the sex. Does that make any sense? No, it makes makes perfect sense. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I I, I, I agree. They're also probably less plastic (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and plus, uh, you know, back then they were 
they were real movies. Yeah. Back in the day, in the in the seventies and eighties, they were they were real flicks. You know, they had different genres and everything: comedy, drama, horror, whatever. And uh, they actually had writers when the writer would actually write more of the script part than just sex scene, sex scene, sex scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's it's. I mean, yeah, sure. There's <laughs> the the porno spoof is certainly still thriving, but it's not as it's not as good. But yeah, other, yeah. Now it's it's more just like, hey, here's a here's a 15 minute clip of Sasha Gray taking it in the ass. There you go. There's there's your movie. <laughs> well, and then and then one of the things I told the guy was, if you can find them, watch some blooper reels from the 70s or 80s versus porns from the 90s or 2000s the older blooper reels you know when they yell cut the people will you know the two actors will kiss and they seem to actually be into it today as soon as they yell cut the actress says get this thing out of my butt you know where's my coffee and it's just it's a job to them today is what it seems like well they were just they, they were just better actors back then i i'm not ashamed at all of my liking older porn over newer porn Oh yeah, it's it's just it's just better, is it? It's just uh, not, you know. There's there's a lot of things that's just better about the older ones, but at the end of the day, they were just. I'm sorry, they they were they were just better movies. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's tact that you're looking. Uh, the word. I don't think tact is the word you're looking for, Josh. When when describing the difference, um, it sounds to me like it's it's chemistry, because because like you said. You know the uh, the actors uh, in in the old one are actually getting into it, and the ones nowadays are just, you know, like you said, they're they're just they're, they're just in it for the paycheck. Uh, speaking of uh, porn spoofs, I recently saw online the uh, Cosby Show porn spoof. Oh God! It got really playing... awkward they, when they introduced Olivia into the series. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if if Raven Simone was actually in the porn though? Yeah, <laughs> the guy playing the guy playing Bill Cosby looked and sounded nothing like him. I would hope not. A white guy in blackface. <laughs> right. It was C. Thomas Owl. Actually, have you actually have you seen him on Southland? I no, not on Southland, but I did see him in I did see him in something recently. In Southland, he's I mean his character is a total douchebag, but he's a he does a really good job on Southland. Did you guys hear that Los Angeles might make a condoms law that all sex films have to wear condoms at all times except for the yep. money shot? And so the porn industry is saying if this happens, they're going to move to another state? That's Springfield. <laughs> I was going to say Wisconsin's wide open. North Dakota. Uh, Aren't you in New York, Forgione? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Dork. Dot was the joke because you know North Dakota, nothing happens there. I thought that was Ohio. But after Giuliani was mayor of New York, he, no one can have sex again there. <laughs> he had all the bums rounded up and shot. Exactly. He took down all the porn theaters and completely outlawed sex. He 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 fed all the homeless people to Bud the Chud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not Bud the Chud. The first Chuds. They were real Chuds. Bud no, was no, not a real Chud. You can't make that reference with the first one because Bud the Chud wasn't in the first one. <laughs> right, but but they were real chuds. Bud was not a real chud. He was not a real cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. 
Oh, Did you hear that, Dane? Clearly, you were trying to make the point that Bud the Chud was a real Chud just by saying <laughs> his name at the end of a joke. Clearly, that was my intention the Obviously. whole time. <laughs> you're, the, well, you're the movie equivalent of a well, grammar Nazi. Well, well, <laughs> hold, hold on a minute. Now, I think I think the thing is, um, and here's my two cents on on uh, what you <laughs> Uh, Here's what I think. I'm propose. Josh, you're totally off base with chuds. Let Jared school you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm the proposed condom law. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Um, oh, you're trying to be serious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me you have to specify that. I, I, I think, um, I, I think it's, it's definitely a, a good idea, uh, in some cases. But at the same time, I do think that uh, the um, the government needs to realize that that this industry is uh, well regulated. You know what I mean? And it would like, totally destroy the whole bareback industry, wouldn't it? Is there an industry for bareback? I mean, Jared, there's an industry for every single well, kind true. of guess, fetish you can think of. As long as there's a fetish, there's a... a it's, like, it's, it's like saying, is there an industry for vaginal intercourse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, whenever I watch porn, I don't uh, I don't really care. I mean, it's it, with a condom, without a condom, it, it don't matter to me. It would make cream pies she awkward. if the guy was screwing you with a condom on? <laughs> Jared pauses the video. Let, let's see. Let's see. Okay, condom. All right, back to the video. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch current porn anyway, so I, I don't. I don't know yeah. if I really care. Honestly, yeah, I can, 1995. Brad's not interested in it. On, uh, like, no, no. Like, Unless you, Josh. Like, get it right. <laughs> I don't know. Porn started getting pretty bad a little bit earlier than 1995. <laughs> <laughs> and now, porn historian Brad Jones with the downfall of porn, Brad. Brad, I think you need to be wearing a smoking jacket and holding a pipe. Not smoking it, just holding it while, while you're the porn historian. Well, anything uh, from the 1970s uh, in, include, uh, featuring that uh, debutante Debbie would, is right up my alley. You have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen a 70s porn in your life. I have too. You're struggling to find stuff to reference. <laughs> I have too. I've seen Clockwork 70s Orgy porn. was not from the 70s. Clockwork Orange was from the 70s. Clockwork <laughs> Orgy was 95. <laughs> if I want to watch a classic porn, I'll rent The Devil and Miss Jones. Thank you very much. Only the first one. Yeah, that movie's awesome. I've, I've actually never seen the sequels. Are they as bad as I've heard they are? I've never seen them. I don't know. I've I've only seen the first one. There's seven of them. Yeah. And it's like All right, there's like 23 taboo movies. I didn't know there was a Cafe Flesh four. Oh. I've wow. only seen one and two, and two came out like 12 years after the first one, something like that. Two came out in the early 90s. There's two Deep Throat Part twos. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Yep. <laughs> well, now that we're a half hour into the show, do you guys want to actually hit a topic? <laughs> Haven't we been? No, right. we've we just been kind of freeballing. Since I got the three of you here, I wanted to ask. I started, I was interviewing someone the other day. I liked 90% of what this person had done. There was just like one movie that I did not like. And when they asked me about it, I, I'm a no bullshit kind of interviewer. I told them I did not like that one, and they got kind of offended at me. So my question is, are there any filmmakers out there that you like their entire library of films. 
that you've liked every single movie that they've done? Or, or was I so out of line to say, you know, out of the six films you've done, I've loved five and did not like one, and somehow that makes me an asshole? What was the movie you didn't like? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say because that'll give away who I was interviewing, because I, I, I really don't want to call them out on the air, because after we discussed it, we got cool with it again, after I told them my reasons. But, uh-huh. but I just want to say, like, over in general, is there a filmmaker that you've actually liked every single thing that they've done? Probably. Are you, talk- are you talking director or actors? or Director, actor, producer, whatever. The Marx Brothers. I disagree with that, but I'm not, I'm not a fan. But if you want to stand by that, that's a valid answer. Even, oh. even at their worst, the Marx Brothers, to me, were pretty funny. What about you, Brad? Let me think. I mean, I does it have to be... I straight up disliked it, or could it be like maybe there was one where I was like, "Oh, that was that was good," but I'll probably never watch it again. Straight up disliked. Like, um, I, I I started thinking like David Fincher. I think is a filmatic genius. Yeah, but, but you gotta face it, Alien Three is a piece of. Yeah, there's still Alien Three. I, 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 I'm sure I'm sure there is. I don't know if I've ever seen a Scorsese. I, there's, yeah, there's been some I've seen where I was like, well, I've seen that once. All right, whatever. Bringing Out the Dead, you liked that? Bringing Out the Dead is actually my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, because I just, maybe I got to see it again. I saw it when it first hit video. That one just did not hit me. And I hated games. Bring, br- bringing Out the Dead, I think, is is up there with Taxi Driver. That's that's one of my favorite Martin Scorsese movies. What about Gangs of New York? Because that one just did not that's sit with me I either. That's one I liked, but I saw it once, and I don't need to see it again. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen a Kubrick movie I've hated. Eyes Wide Shut. Loved Eyes Wide Shut. That was to me, that was some good sleaze. I really dug that movie. I would go with Kevin Smith. See, I would have said that if he hadn't made Zach and Miri and Cop Out. Zach and Miri, I liked, but uh, I, I hadn't seen Cop Out and Chasing uh, Amy. Chasing Amy was good. Screw you, Dane. Yeah, you <laughs> see, and 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 and. Uh, where I stand with uh, with the movies is you didn't you didn't like Red State. No, I I I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like one of my. Um, uh, I I definitely said that that wasn't Kevin Smith's best. And did yeah. you also like Dogma too? Yeah, I loved Dogma the, I loved Dogma. Yeah, Dogma yeah. was fun. Yeah, I'd I'd have to go with Kevin Smith. All right, well, what about you, Dane? Something a little more modern than the Marx Brothers. Cronenberg. Brad, I finally got around to watching Crash. Oh, what'd you think of that? That's on my didn't really like it, I don't know why this movie exists kind of thing. And you know I love Sleaze. I just didn't see the point of the movie that it was just kind of, okay. I haven't haven't seen, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, and, and with Crash, like, I, I remember when I first saw Crash, and it's the only time I saw it, and I was sort of like, like I don't know what the point of that was, but it was interesting, I guess. I mean, it, I don't know if I was bored during it, but that was kind of like, well, that was just kind of weird. And then, like, as the years have gone by, like, I think back on Crash, and I'm like, and it, it's one of those situations, yeah, where I just kind of look back and be like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I saw that. Once. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, are, are we talking I've about the race movie? No, or? not the race movie. The the James Spader movie. 
I've seen scanners, loved it. Scanners was it. awesome. Video drones. You would totally remember video drones, the dead zone, the fly. They're all good movies in my opinion. Oh, see, the, the fly is the one I'm not going to give you. The fly, I, I just, I didn't like the original very much, and I hated Cronenberg's version. I love Cronenberg's version. I thought it was um, awesome. I disagree with that, but it's a it's a fair answer that I I just Did you like the second one. No. <laughs> you seem to be the kind of person, though, where it would not have surprised me if you'd been like, Cronenberg's, oh, crap, the second one. That's where it's at. No, see, <laughs> I, I am a Cronenberg fan. He is a great filmmaker. I just, that one missed the mark with me for whatever reason. I know? thought Cronen, I thought uh, Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum were great in that movie. Yeah, yeah I dug it. I, I like The Fly. Well, what about what about something like some of the filmmakers that are considered more hit and miss, such as like Peter Himes? Oh, with with me, with a lot of uh, directors that are hit or miss, I, I think of I think more along the lines of just a lot of the type of movies that I that I watch. So I think of like Jess Franco, <laughs> like, hey, you know, sometimes you get D- Diabolical Dr. Z, sometimes you get Sadomania. <laughs> and, so, and sometimes you get Zombie 7, whatever the one Spoonie reviewed was. Oh, that Zombie 5. Zombie yeah, 5, yeah. okay. Dario Argento is hit or miss with me. See, I, I I would have said the same thing about Fulci. I think Fulci always makes gorgeous films that he forgets to write or cast properly. With Fulci, though, I I just like those movies better. And yeah, yeah, I I know that like some of them don't necessarily make sense. But with his, he does it in such a way that I'd come away with it not caring that it it doesn't that it doesn't make perfect sense tend to just enjoy a lot more of his movies than than Dario Argento's. Even though there's a lot of Argento movies I like, but he's a lot more hit or miss for me than than Pool Chief. My hit or miss is Wes Craven. Oh, yeah, I can, yeah I, I'll agree with you there. See, th- <laughs> that one I give you far more misses than hits when it comes to Craven. I, actually, yeah, I'm with, I'm with Josh on that. When I actually break it down, I think there's been more Wes Craven movies that I've disliked. Mm. Yeah, for every The Hills Have Eyes, there was uh, The People Under the Stairs. I liked People Under the Stairs better than Hills Have Eyes. Or or mm. Scream. Blech. Oh, God. Shocker. Blech. Hey, I Shocker. like Shocker. Yeah, I'm with Josh on this. Shocker, far better than Scream, far better than The, the Hills Serpent Have the Eyes. Okay. Serpent in the Rainbow, what about that? Uh, Serpent in the Rainbow, it could have been better. It wasn't a bad movie, but... I think he made some unwise decisions at various parts that he could have gone in a much better direction for parts of that movie. Serpent in the Rainbow, I don't remember being bad, but I, I've never had the drive to watch it again. How it's, about Carpenter? It was better than Deadly Friend. How about, how about Carpenter? Because to me, I loved everything he did, even Halloween, which I've said I have lots of issues with. It's not a, you know badly made movie in the fact that other than you know the license plates and the fact that it's clearly LA on a filmmaking level it's not badly shot or paced he seemed to have just gone insane like right around when the 90s started it's like right after they live he said I'm done making good movies there was I I actually did like Ghosts of Mars I, I actually really had a lot of fun with that movie. The only thing um, I liked about that one was Pam Greer playing a lesbian in skin-tight leather. Yeah, Jason Statham I thought was fun in it. I thought that the movie was a fun combination of a lot of his different movies, from Precinct 13 to The Fog 
and some other stuff. I, I thought it was, I really, really, really enjoyed myself in that movie. And at the end of the day, that's the kind of movie it's supposed to be. Did you enjoy yourself in it? Yes, I did. Good. That was the point of the movie. <laughs> See, um, so I, 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 I would agree I with you. it was you. very entertaining. I would agree with you, but that movie, outside of the story flaws, had two huge flaws that I could not overcome to like that movie. <laughs> N- N- Natasha Henstrich and Ice Cube. They were both so supremely miscast. Jason Statham was awesome in that. Yes, Pam Greer was awesome in that. Joanna I, Cassidy was awesome. Natasha Hentress was sleepwalking through that whole movie. I can think of other actors I would have rather have seen in those roles, but they didn't ruin the movie for me. See, mm. I, th- that's what I'd say. Ice Cube didn't ruin it for me. I just didn't like him. L- Natasha Hentress ruined that movie for me. No, she didn't ruin the movie for me. John Carpenter, Escape from L.A., enough said. Hey, I loved Escape from L.A. I liked Escape from L.A. the second time I saw it. When I went into it knowing what it was going to be. When it was going to be a camped up version of the first one. When I went into it again, I liked it a lot better than I did the first time I saw it. So I, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy Escape from L.A., alright. Can I share my hit and miss now? Yes, Okay, because <laughs> we weren't ignoring you. You just hadn't I, butted I know, in yet. I, know. I was just trying to find my my uh, entry point. Um, okay, my hit and miss would have to be Joel Schumacher. Well, yeah. <laughs> find the word hit or miss. <laughs> See, uh, I would I would agree with Brad, except for when Schumacher is on, he's on like a time yeah, a, a time to makes, kill. That's what makes him hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. that's the definition. But really, but but I'm just saying when he hits, he hits hard. Like a time to oh, kill, and, I, and that's why that's why I do like Joel Schumacher. I I do like I I do like the guy, but yeah, that that's the definition of hit or miss right there. When it's good, it's really really good, and with Schumacher, when it's when it's bad, it's, it's Batman Forever. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yeah, is Batman worse. and Robin. Is he the one that gave the the bat suit nipples? Yep. Yeah. Well, okay. On on that uh, same, I, I like falling down. <laughs> Oh yeah, Falling Down was great. Everything except the ending. I thought the ending seemed rushed. Otherwise, I loved Falling Down. Yeah, yeah. Phantom of the American, you're a sick a-hole. Who, me? (laughs) Yeah, you. It's from Falling Down, Jared. Oh, no, no, sorry. I I said Phantom of the Opera, and then he goes, you're a sick a-hole. I'm like, who, me? (laughs) You are sick for liking that movie. (laughs) You know what? Get 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 out. Just get out. Well, another one would be Paul Verhoeven. He's kind of he kind of showgirls anyone. <laughs> he kind of went a little crazy in the nineties. Because <laughs> in the eighties, he was making some damn good stuff, mm-hmm. and then it's like after Basic Instinct, he just kind of stopped. Hollow Man. Did he do Ho- Hollow Man? Yeah, he did Hollow Man. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, Hollow Man was pretty bad. <laughs> I wanted to punch Kevin Bacon in the mouth if you could find it. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these, you know, after that that person said this, you know, why would you want to interview me if you're not a fan? It's like, well, I like 90% of what you did. I'm still clearly a fan, but just because I don't worship you, it was almost like, like they wanted me to worship them. Now, how did you put it to them? Did you put it like, well, 
Respectfully, I, I I didn't particularly care much for this movie. Or were you like, I wanted to gouge my eyes out? With <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was like, <laughs> I, I I was I was like, I really didn't like that one. And that that's the yeah. tone I said it in. It's just you know, I kind of hesitated a little and just said, I really didn't like you know that particular project. And and then they were like, well, then why are you wanting to talk to me? It's like, well, I liked everything else you've done. Well, you know, like, like if I ever interviewed Kevin Smith, he didn't, he didn't like Bobcat Goldthwait in Police Academy Four, and Bobcat just got really angry. Hey, everything after two is useless in that franchise. <laughs> Police Academy One and Two are awesome. Three has I good did. parts, and four, like five, and six. <laughs> I did like the part in six where Michael Winslow pretends to be a robot. Was was six Miami Beach? No, that was five. Six was City Under Siege. Okay, and then seven was the one with Ron Perlman as a Russian, right? Yeah, that was Moscow or whatever it was called. Because I did like I did like the scene where Tackerberry shot the shark on the beach. That was oh, in five. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. One. Police yeah. Academy Nine in space. <laughs> that would be awesome. That actually would be pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I'd watch that. Patent pending. Patent pending. Got to have Gutenberg back in. I, I don't know if it's got Michael Winslow. I'm willing to go with it. If it is, is he, if he's the Michael only Winslow, Michael Winslow in space would be very fun. Because I mean, Michael Winslow came back for the TV series. Yeah, of yeah. Police Academy. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. I always forget there was a TV series on that. The cartoon? No, live action. Oh. Lasted one season in first run syndication. No, oh, Jared, you're thinking of uh, Savage Dragon. <laughs> 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 Another one would be like George Romero. Again, yeah. again, hit and miss. When he missed, he missed hard. Survival of the Dead. Diary of the Dead. I knew you were going to say that. Diary of the Dead was... I didn't like Survival of the Dead, but I thought Diary was far worse. Actually, I think there's a worse movie than both of those in his filmography, and that's Monkey Shines. I like Monkey Shines way better than either of those movies. I hated Monkey Shines with a passion. That... That movie did nothing for me. The thing with Monkey Shines, though, is uh, I thought the movie was okay. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, the thing with Monkey Shines, though, is I watched like the first half hour of it where he's really bonding with that monkey, and I'm kind of like, this is actually really heartwarming. Does this have to turn into a horror film? <laughs> like, this is actually really moving. Like, I don't want this monkey to turn evil because that means the monkey's going to get killed at the end. And I, this is like one horror film where I really don't want it to go there, where so, I really don't want it to turn into a horror so, film. <laughs> so, Josh, you liked you liked The Dark Half and Creepshow 2 and Tales from the Dark Side, the movie? Oh, first of all, I loved Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Creepshow 2, it was mostly forgettable, but I really liked the framing sequences, the animated ones, and the raft segment. The raft scene was awesome. So there was enough in Creepshow 2 to put that in the yes, and The Dark Half, I liked elements of it. It was yeah, not a yeah. bad movie, just not a good movie either. Uh, Creepshow 2, thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. <laughs> but did, speaking, Romero, but, did Romero also direct Creepshow 2? He did one of the segments. Oh, okay. He might have done The Raft. He, okay. he directed one of the segments, and the executive produced the rest of it. Okay, I see. For Romero, you know, I know we had a previous episode on projects that never got made. I would have loved Romero's Mummy. That he was supposed to make in '98. Yeah, yeah. That I I would have loved to have seen what he did with the mummy. He said his was an actual horror movie and not an Indiana Jones adventure tale. Yeah, yeah probably better than the Brendan Fraser crap. 
See, I I liked the first Mummy. I didn't see the third one, and the second one was horrendous. That but, actually really surprises me that you like that movie. I don't know why. There, I, don't I, know I like why. it. That seems like a movie that was that is designed for you to hate it. <laughs> Brad, that was the very first DVD I ever bought. Was the Mummy? That Mummy. <laughs> that was my first DVD. I don't know why I liked that film, but I don't I know. It was. Uh, I don't think I. I didn't think it was bad, but I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. I. It was. It was fantastic compared to the second one. <laughs> All right, we, I might. I'll throw this out just. Just for giggles. Um, we talked about guys that we like all their stuff and guys who are hit and miss. How about people that we hate everything they've done? Tarantino. No, no, no. no I like. I liked Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs. Damn it. Yeah, Jackie Brown was his best. I love that. You didn't that like one. Pulp Fiction? No, I thought Pulp Fiction was. Was, it was way too violent. It, it was Tarantino masturbating on camera for two hours and fifteen minutes, so in love with his own footage. Well, that doesn't make it bad. It does to me. <laughs> was awesome. Tarantino always directs like that, and you like two of his movies. And one of them was a blatant ripoff. Yeah, right. And you liked it. You still liked it. So that doesn't make it bad. But yeah, I, I loved Jackie. Br- Jackie Brown is just that's an awesome movie. Jackie Brown's great. Jackie Brown's my favorite of his movies. The yeah, only Tarant- the only just... Tarantino movie that the only Tarantino movie that I didn't like was uh, uh, Death Proof. Oh, oh, okay. Here's one. It's on the same topic that Dane brought up. Brad, I, I don't know if this is official or if Entertainment Weekly was doing their speculation. Terrence Malick is up for best director for Tree of Life. Oh, that's not surprising. Of course he is. It's Terrence Malick. But Terrence Malick is one that I've hated everything he's done. But he is there the, is he is the Academy's darling. There is one I liked Badlands. That was it. Other than Badlands, but Bad, Bad Badlands was his most non-Terrence Malick movie. Is that the one with the Rock? No. Badlands is the <laughs> oh, one with Southland. I'm sorry. Badlands was the <laughs> one with uh, uh, with Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek, where it's it's based off the Charles Starkweather case. It's so it's it's the only like non Malicky movie of all of his stuff, and it's the only one I like. Go figure. Um, I haven't liked anything Eli Roth has ever done. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'll give you that one, Eli Roth. Yep. You're absolutely on board. On you're right with that one. Uh, Brett Ratner is my absolute hate. I, I, I know that there was probably something that he did that I didn't think was bad. I'm going to side with Jared on this one. <laughs> Ratner's a really good choice, Jared. Oh, I didn't hate I didn't hate Red Dragon. I, 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 I did because I thought Manhunter was far superior. Have you ever, Man have Hunter, you ever... Manhunter was far superior, but that doesn't make Red Dragon bad. I think um, it does because of what he added. Have you ever read the book Red Dragon? Well, well, no, I no, I haven't. He unnecessarily but, uh, added as, so much shit that shouldn't have been there. As as a movie, looking at it independent from that, um, which I do when I had read the source material, I didn't think that that was bad, especially especially considering who directed it. If I had to come up with somebody, it would be Penelope Spears. What? Like Speed's World. You yeah, didn't like the you didn't like Decline of the Western movie. Civilization. Oh, Wayne, Wayne's World is great. The first yeah, one. I was say, but the exception of Wayne's World. The the yeah, first Wayne's some, World. She's done some bad stuff, but I haven't I haven't hated everything she's done. She did that Beverly Hills Hillbillies. That Beverly Hillbillies was terrible. <laughs> Black Sheep was terrible. Oh God, she did Black Sheep. That that was terrible. Yeah. 
like, I, oh, why, you know, someone give me Tommy Boy quick. It's much better than this movie. Tommy Boy was actually funny. I love Tommy Boy. Yeah. Tommy Boy's Tommy Boy's as funny is as funny as Black Sheep is bad. <laughs> Yeah. The only thing, I, the only one joke I liked about Black Sheep is where David Spade's taking a piss and you can hear it, and like Gary Busey or whoever the the, the psycho survivalist is comes up behind him and puts the the knife to his throat, and all of a sudden you just hear the piss just start streaming out. I did giggle at that. Jeez, you remember Holy more of that than me. <laughs> I did laugh at that scene. Maybe it was just a I was in the mood to find that funny. I don't know. I hear you. I that, hear you. But There's... that was Gary Busey. You're right. Okay, that. I couldn't remember who the psycho survivalist yeah, was. Uh, I hear you. Like, there's been a couple movies that I've seen in the past year in the theater that, like, I ended up laughing at something because I was just desperate to find something to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> like, freaking in Spy Kids 4 and Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> The only, um, thing that, the only thing that made me laugh in Nomeo and Julia was Hulk Hogan's cameo. That was that was it. That was the part where he Hulk Hogan's doing the voice of that lawnmower commercial, <laughs> and I, I was sitting there and, and, and some like your lawn will be afraid to grow and stuff like that. And <laughs> I was sitting in the theaters like I don't know if this is actually funny or if I'm just smirking because I just needed something at this point. <laughs> oh, speaking of Hulk Hogan, that's somebody who all of his all the movies he did. Woo. Dude, are you trying to talk about No Holds Barred? Rocky Three? Or I don't, uh, I don't count Rocky Thunder. Three because that yeah, was Thunder in Paradise. I don't count Rocky Three. He wasn't in that. Except for you know the scenes he was in. <laughs> Except for the fact he was in that. Except He's for the scenes he happened like to be in. Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny sucked. Suburban hey. Commando sucked. So did Thunder in Paradise. I heard Jared bring that up. Thunder in Paradise was great. Then again, I was 12 at the time. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta go with No Holds Barred. The fact that it's not a good movie, yet somehow you can't not like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, Do you know who you're talking to? Of course it makes sense. <laughs> I'm saying that to the audience, Brad, not to you guys. Okay. Okay. Speaking of that, we only got a minute left. Where can we find Jared Foyles? Uh, well, actually, uh, it's funny you should mention that because this... Um, um, Sunday, uh, since this is going to be aired a, a week from now, um, this Sunday, if you are in the Springfield, uh, Springfield, Illinois area, come to the Prairie Capital Convention Center and see me in person. I will be at the Everything Weddings Expo promoting my business, Foil Wrap Productions. And in the meantime, you can find me on Facebook uh, slash Jared Foils and FoilWrapProductions.com. Brad, can you make sure he brings a tripod? I actually just got a new tripod. Okay. It's We're... a branch that fell from our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find Brad Jones? TheCinemaSnob.com. Where can we find Dane Forgoni? www.mentalcast.com. And you can find me at 1201beyond.blogspot.com. Thanks, guys. <laughs>